Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 39, After the Manner of the Lord. So I realized that last week I left off at a pretty exciting part of the entire history captured in 1 Nephi chapter 17. It's the part that as you tell your children, your boys especially, that they will appreciate, even dream about duplicating. It's the part where Nephi has superpowers. Not really, but pretty close. Well, you know, actually, why not call them superpowers? Superpowers given to him by God. It starts in verse 48. Laman and Lemuel are angry with Nephi, and they desire to throw him into the depths of the sea. And as they approach Nephi, ready to lay their hands upon him, Nephi commands them, In the name of the Almighty God, I command you that ye touch me not. Nephi had already warned them that he was full of the Spirit, saying that because of this his frame had no strength. And I believe Laman and Lemuel saw an opportunity. Nephi perhaps did not feel that his frame or his body had strength, but the strength of the Lord was within him. Nephi again told his brethren that he was filled with the power of God, even unto the consuming of my flesh. He warned them that if they touched him, that they would wither like a dried reed and that God would smite them. He testified about all things that God can do. And if God commanded it of Nephi, well, then Nephi too could do it. We're talking about commanding water to be earth and so forth. Nephi's testimony of what God can do is rock solid. So therefore, Nephi can build a ship. Laman and Lemuel are confounded. They couldn't contend with Nephi and they didn't dare lay their hands on him or even touch him. Finally, the Lord instructs Nephi to stretch forth his hand and touch his brethren, that now the Lord won't wither them, but instead he'll shock them, just so they'll know that the Lord is their God. And Nephi does, and the Lord shakes them. This is Laman and Lemuel's know of a surety moment. They testify that they now know of a surety that the Lord is with Nephi, and they know that it is by the Lord's power that they shook. Laman and Lemuel then fall down and start to worship Nephi, but Nephi quickly corrects them and directs them to worship the Lord their God, and to honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord will give us. Nephi brings the entire event around to the principle that Laman and Lemuel had violated when they murmured against their father. A super cool event, don't you think? Laman and Lemuel are then humbled once again. And Nephi's testimony and conviction and his faith in action is not left without the support of the Lord. And I will end chapter 17 with this question. Are you, like Nephi, all in? Imagine what your life would look like if you just chose right now to be all in. 
No matter what the Lord was heaping on you right now, no matter what your mortal brain wants to tell you about your abilities or really your inabilities, what if you decided right now to be all in? That if you were in a position that the Lord could command you to turn water into earth, you would be all in. That you wouldn't need to be lectured, convinced, or shocked by the power of God in order for you to have a no-of-assurity moment that you accepted already the ample evidence of God's power and His love for you, and you just decided to step up. That you wouldn't be like Laman and Lemuel, waiting upon the shores of Bountiful for your cruise ship to show up, and all the while doubting your ability to step in and step up, but that you'll be like Nephi in constant communication with the Lord, following through on the Lord's directions and growing in determination that if not you, then who? That, Sister Scriptorians, is how we grow confidence when we are partnered up with God. Moving on to chapter 18, Laman and Lemuel worship the Lord and they help Nephi construct the ship. Now, as we move on with this story, I ask you to liken the next few verses to what you are currently experiencing in your life. Liken it to the ship that you have been asked by the Lord to construct. The difficult thing that you just can't quite wrap your mind around. We've all got something. And if you feel like you don't right now, well, then express gratitude for the breather moment. But take notes from Nephi so that you can gain wisdom for when it comes. Because it will. It's a part of the plan. Nephi says in verse 1 that the Lord did show me from time to time after what manner I should work the timbers of the ship. I find this completely contrary (laughs) to how I would wish to pursue a project. I would want to plan the measurements A breakdown of the steps, seeing the beginning to the end. Perhaps even a picture, or better yet, someone else in charge who has constructed a ship and who can just assign me and show me what I needed to do. But you know, the Lord is a line upon line, precept upon precept sort of guy. And it looks like this is exactly what he did for Nephi. And what this tells me What I learn from this verse is that not to wait to start just because I don't have the entire plan laid before me. That if I have a step or hallelujah, if I have two, that I need to get started and have faith the Lord will from time to time instruct me as to his manner in which I should work the timbers of my ship. And now that's another insight into God. God has a particular manner in which he operates, the creator and the upholder of all things. Nephi learned this because in verse 2 he writes, Now I, Nephi, did not work the timbers after the manner which was learned by men. Neither did I build the ship after the manner of men, but I did build it after the manner which the Lord had shown unto me. Wherefore, it was not after the manner of men. Can you comprehend the faith of Nephi? How many times do we attempt to structure our ships after the manner of men? How many times do we look to see how others have done it before us? 
if your ship that you're constructing right now is your family, how different would your family look if you built it after the manner of God and not of men? If your ship is to be a leader, how different would it look if you constructed that ship after the manner of God and not of men? If your ship is to be a caretaker and to step into a role that you did not expect to take on at this time in your life, what peace and divine assistance would you receive if you patterned your ship after the manner of God and not of men? This is really putting to the test that God's manner and ways are superior, that we may not understand all things, but if he instructs us to do a particular thing, well then no matter what others say, no matter what articles on Google or Pinterest counsel us to do, God's way is the superior way. That takes a lot of faith, a lot of confidence in both the Lord and in your ability to receive revelation from him. And I hope you won't be turned away from such a prospect, but excited about what you are in the process of creating. In verse 3, Nephi reveals to us how he received such communication, how he qualified really for such an experience. And I, Nephi, did go into the mount oft, and I did pray oft unto the Lord. Wherefore the Lord showed unto me great things. We have been guided to refer to going into the mount as our choice to go to the temple of the Lord. And if you can, get to the temple of the Lord. But I know that there are some of you listening who are not close to the temple or who find it difficult to get there. I encourage you to make sacrament meeting your mount or a place in your home or somewhere nearby your mount. That because of the reverence which you bring to that place, coming in prayer and praying often in your mount, that this is where you can commune with God. But please, please, please hear me when I say that this does not replace the temple. Get to the temple. But it is to encourage you to be in the habit of approaching holy places often and praying often and receiving guidance from the Lord often. Diligence in both of these pursuits is what invites the Lord to show unto you great things. There is no replacement for the temple. I have had an opportunity to attend two temple sealings that were performed by the same sealer. And I wish that it would have been appropriate for me to have a pen and paper to take notes on the nuggets of wisdom that he shared with both of these couples that I just got to feed off of and and take within my heart. However, there is one thing that I do remember him giving an account of, and it was from the perspective of those who were not members of the church, but lived around the temple. And they would watch members of the church drive up, park, and then enter into the temple And as they observed this behavior, they would shake their heads, pitying members of the church. They believed that there was something sad about watching individuals leave the real world and enter into the temple, what they believed to be a make-believe world. The sealer, however, pointed out that it was actually the make-believe world that members of the church were leaving behind. And as they entered the doors of the temple, they were re-entering the real world, where real truths were taught and our purpose and identity reaffirmed to us. And with that in mind, it makes sense that when we are about the Lord's work, constructing ships after the manner of the Lord, 
and desiring our efforts to be sanctified by him, it makes sense to go to the temple often, to receive instructions from him, to gain steps on what manner he would have us build. Finally, the ship is complete, and Nephi's brethren beheld that the work was good, and that the workmanship was exceedingly fine, resulting in them again humbling themselves before the Lord. And can you imagine the skills and knowledge that they gained through this experience? The skills and knowledge that will become critical for their futures in the promised land. Skills and knowledge that will make their lives easier, more comfortable as they build up their confidence to build a civilization and its structures and its tools and unfortunately its weapons. Because once tutored upon such things, when we continue to use our knowledge, especially for good, we can then apply it to other situations that will bless us. And we then can be instruments in the Lord's hands to bless others. Doesn't that perspective help us to commit to be all in? Sister Scriptorians, stop doubting your abilities and choose to be all in. Seek to know the manner in which Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ would have you construct your ship. What manner of theirs should you work? Stay close to them by going to the Mount oft, especially the temple of God. Pray oft and learn from Him, step by step, what He would have you do. Have a good day.